All right, Brandon, thanks for joining us in the Four Outdoors, everybody. Mark Lukey, Steve Strusinski, and I'll tell you what, to hell with the Four Outdoorsmen. I want you to play that song, Lemon Pie, again by the International <laughs> Treasure. Love is a lemon. I don't give a damn. Oh, lemon, lemon pie, though, sounds delicious. Well, this, I, now well, I want some lemon pie. You got I, the story I, right, but not the details. Uh, that's me all <laughs> the time. That's Drew's pal. deal, right? That's <laughs> kind of his thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, these two guys in there, I don't know the names and all that because I forget names, but. Ted and Doyle. I still the don't know International the names. Treasures. That's what I know is International Treasures. But Lemon pie's a gem. Okay, but that, that song is about as good as anything you play on, on that show. That's got to be in Bob's rotation. That is absolutely beautiful. And, I love, and you're getting a, an advanced uh, exposure to it because this album does not come out till September. So we uh, have it a, a cool. pre-listening party. Anybody's right. listening to the Four Outdoorsmen right now, we do an outdoor show. We're going to have a lot of fun. But uh, look up International Treasures, these guys, and, and listen to some of the music. But they can't hear it right now, right? They can't. Uh, the, you can find music from Ted and Doyle, yeah. respectively. They both have uh, their uh, uh, solo stuff. When does the single come out? When are you releasing the first single? 17. July 17th. So July 17th, there will be a single released. How did you not go over that during your show? We did. Day? I just was uh, on <laughs> autopilot, kind of. Anyway, I, thanks to you guys for being here. And thanks, thank God for COVID, right? Because if it wasn't for COVID, you guys would not be together. That's it. That's right. That's about it. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Hey, the four outdoorsmen. We are here. Lots of stuff happening this week, and I got to check. Marky boy, I got to share this with you. Uh, all right, well, the game's not over yet, but I remember I, I told you I went to a baseball game today, right? Yeah. And I enjoyed doing that, and, and I met a young guy. I, I respect kids who like to work, mm-hmm. and my wife and I were in Chatech this weekend and um, stopped at a little restaurant called Lakeside Cantina, and as we're pulling up, here come a couple of young studs running down the, the hill to the dock, and they want to dock our boat. That's I'll pay him a couple bucks. That's nice. They're 15 years old, 14 or 15 years old. One of the kids' name was Ethan uh, Brown. His mom's name is Tara, I think. Anyway, so we gave him a couple of bucks, and I said, you guys look like athletes. And the kids said, one kid said, well, I'm a wrestler. The other guy said, I'm a baseball player, hockey player. He says, as a matter of fact, I'm playing in Bloomington this weekend. I said, well, I'm going home today. From Chatech? They're, they're driving playing, to Bloomington? They're playing in a big tournament. He's, a, he's in a, on a tournament team. Yeah. He's one of these guys that plays yep. for – a local Shatek Legion team, and they pick so many good guys. Travel kind of ball, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if he's any good, but he's good-looking, so that counts, I think, as a sure. good-looking kid. Anyway, so uh, I, Diana's at the cabin. She didn't come home, and I had a free morning for the most part, so I snuck out to Red Scott Fields and went to watch that ball game. And my buddy Rob from the Twins met me out there as well. He's, uh, he works with me as an usher. Yeah. Good guy. And uh, – Anyway, so we watched this kid play about, uh, they won their game, I don't know, 10 to 3. Who knows what it was the first game. He did fine, but he didn't pitch. I thought he was going to pitch. He's pitching right now the championship game. I just texted his mama, how things going, whatnot. Uh, top of the sixth, they're winning, who knows what the score is. He's throwing a no-hitter right now. He's wow. throwing a no-hitter in the championship game against good competition. And I don't know who the, the uh, other com- the team is. So I told her to text me as soon as this game is over. Let me know what the status is because uh, if he throws no hitter, I'm going to have Ethan on the air if you don't mind. Yeah, that'd be great. That's kind of cool. So congratulations either way, Ethan. And it's been uh, fun to meet Mike, Dad, and uh, Tara, Mom, and Ethan, the kid. So I'm looking forward to watching him play ball in the summer in Chitek, Wisconsin. That's exciting, man. Town ball is some of the best baseball you'll see. It's just so much fun. Great atmosphere, great ballparks. Did you ever see that documentary about all the town ball uh, in yep. Minnesota, yeah, 
it's it's incredible. There's some great athletes and they, they in cool take, fields. They take so much pride, and some of the stories have so much emotion. Go Do ahead. you know what that's called? I want to watch that. The we'll find it for you. I can't remember. It was I remember it was on Bally's. It was uh, I think the twins maybe paid for it or yeah, something. Yeah, they did. Cool. Yeah, they did. But uh, it's it, well it, worth it. It yeah. goes over really cool ballparks. Um, I remember they had one that was like a football field. You know, like every one is shaped differently depending on uh, you know where they have to play and. There's just great baseball. And every town takes so much pride in their parks. I mean, the town's shut down, even to this day, Jordan, Meesville, all over the place, you know, and uh, uh, there was one ballpark that didn't have a fence. Uh, the the home run is if it rolls into the if it rolls <laughs> yeah. rolls it hits into the, the parking lot rolls into the street it's a it's a double if it hits the street in the air it's a home run. But and Lukey, that's uh, did you play little league growing up and I stuff? I did. Yep. Because that's I, we're the same age. I remember our fields being pretty bare bones, like minimum. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as I was out of little league, they started upgrading these things like crazy, building dugouts and all that stuff. Yep. And I was jealous of like my brothers and all the kids younger than me. They got to play on some really nice looking fields. And they had dugouts. Yeah, they had yeah. full yeah. on dugout. Yeah, you had a wooden bench. A wooden bench behind yeah. a chain link fence yeah that was about it yep. i'm still in younger kids leagues and we have some great fields but we have some fields uh like we play in lexington five the outfield is about 10 feet long it's like in the back corner of a woods you get bitten up every time you go there it's just like i played oh on some fields that just had divots and like it oh, yeah. was the most uneven surface the lip the, yeah. the infield lip that cranks kids in the face with ground balls yep. i'll tell you what when i was in grade school and we were playing uh, there were no good fields. They were all you know dirt ballparks. But my coach Jim Cunningham used to make us sit on a eight by eight piece of cyclone fence, <laughs> and he would drag that cyclone fence behind the his car around the infield, and all the rocks would pop up. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. To try to make get rid of all the rocks. So you you were the weight. You were the ballast. Yeah, the six sport. or seven kids would sit on there and laugh, and the rocks would be bumping all over. Today, that's a that's a lawsuit. And wear an inch of your shoes down. Just that's a lawsuit today, baby. But um, anyway, so back to town ball. There was um, if uh, Brandon, can you still hear me? All right. Yes, yeah. I can. One of the stories I remember from the town ball episode. There's like eight or ten or twelve different ballparks that right. have every week, and it's just so emotional. And everyone's got a different story. They talked to guys who were 70, 80, 85 years old who played in that same ballpark 50 years ago. Right. And all the stories they could share. And there was one of a guy who's about 55 years old who was a catcher back then. He's still playing today. This is a couple of years ago now with his son who's a pitcher. His pitcher's about 25 or 30 years old. Can you? What's, how, how cool is that? Yeah, super cool. And it's a great American player. pastime. You good know what? Last players. week on the uh, Homegrown Show, I had Cargill Deluxe on, a father-son duo. And at some point, I brought up, and I don't know why my mind went there, but I was thinking about Field of Dreams and uh, how like that song will get me. Every, or song, movie. Yeah, I'll I, cry on that movie every time I, I watch you, it. I heard you say that. But uh, that's like baseball. There's something special about baseball yeah. and a dad and a son. And, like Nostalgia. Just having a catch in yep. the yard. And then it's a game that you can play for a long time. Like It's you know, accessible to a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Still, still playing. I found the playing. Uh, the documentary is called Town Ball. Town Ball. I'm yeah. writing that down. What a dumb name. <laughs> it's a multi-episode <laughs> Minnesota baseball uh, documentary. It's it's a series going it on the watch list for sure. Anyway, cool. so this Ethan kid uh, that I went to watch today is uh, throwing a no hitter in the sixth inning. Let's see what happens in the seventh, and uh, hopefully we can have him on and. Congratulations! Either way, good. I'm looking forward. He plays Legion ball in Chitek, and I'm up there all the time. Uh, coincidentally, his mom and dad have a place not too far from ours in Chitek, Wisconsin. So we you know, just meet meet new people. A lot of fun. I'm just wondering how long it'll be until he's working here. 
like Garrett is a dude who you just yeah. met at what you meet him at Sportsman's, right? Thought he had a good voice for radio, and yeah, now he works with us. Yeah, so that's right. <laughs> wait oh, that's, for this kid to show up next. That's right. Yeah, I'll come in for your job, Brandon. A lot of fun. I will fight them all. We're, we're recruiting against you all the time. A lot of fun. Uh, had a good weekend, Shatek. Uh, yourself, Marky, what happened with you this week? Anything special Beautiful besides weekend. baseball? Yeah, yeah. we need the rain, pal. We need the rain. I know. I thought it was going to rain uh, Saturday, but it just held off. The, the skies were dark. It got really windy. Um, we spent the day on the lake, a local lake, uh, just tubing and hanging out with some friends. So it was a wonderful day. It was, we, um, I'm, I'm an evening and morning kind of fisher person. So yeah, when, it's, when it's the afternoon, I, I'm, I'm floating. I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> on a pond. On a, on a pond, too. They should make a song about that. Yeah, they should make a song about that. Diana and I were at the cabin for, a, she's been up there for a couple of weeks now, and I went up and visited her for a few days, and, and one of her neighbors came over and said, uh, Diana, come over here. His name is Mike. Lives at the little red house that's south of us. He's not there often. Check out your tree. We have a bunch of big pine trees, and this one happens to be an oak tree. It's got to be... I'd say uh, circum- no diameter, probably three and a half feet diameter. It's a big, mm-hmm. big one on the southwest corner of our lot. You know our property. And he comes and shows Diana and starts pulling park bark away. And carpenter ants are Uh-oh. all over the place in there. And they're chewing this tree. They don't chew. Carpenter ants only tunnel uh, places to make their nests. They do not chew the bark. But they do enough to damage the inner fusions of the of the tree, whatever, to, to take it down eventually. So um, I went to uh, Farm and Fleet, and I got on YouTube, and I'm checking all kinds of things of what to do about carpenter ants. They told me what kind of chemicals to pick up and spray There's got to be that. some kind of, uh, what do you call it, uh, like a home, homemade remedy, you know, like dish soap or whatever. What, yeah. do, what do you call those? Uh, Concoctions. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. There's got to be something. And it's like, you know, put baking soda and, you know, Dish soap and sprinkle it on the base, and they'll all be gone. There is a there is there's a book I have called The Friendly Trapper. Did I tell you this? And Brandon, you'll get a kick out of this as well. Years ago in WCCO, this is 20 years ago at least. Now we bought our cabin in Chautauqua, Wisconsin. I'm on the way to the cabin, and I hear a guy named the, they call himself the Friendly Trapper. He's out of Iowa, Minnesota. He's got to be gone by now. There's an was Iowa, Minnesota. Iowa, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, he was in Iowa, and. Uh, and he wrote a book called The Friendly Trapper. He had home remedies for everything. Raccoons, moles, gophers, ants, all kinds of things. And one of them, one of, never, as a matter of fact, I called him because we had issues with whatever it was. I don't know what it was. And I called WCC when I talked to this old guy. And I actually bought a book from him. He signed it for me. Is he still around? We should have him on. I've got the, uh, I can find out because I still have the book and I still have his name in it and all that. But one of the, one of the, um, uh, remedies he had for gophers or chipmunks in your yard is uh, beech nut gum. Oh, I heard that they one. They love beech nut that. gum, and they, when they chew it, they love it. They try to digest it. They can't swallow it. They can't They can't get rid of it, and their bodies blow up, and they plug the holes. They do fart bubbles? Yeah, they do, they do fart bubbles, and they die because they can't, they can't get that's rid of it. That's not very friendly at all. Yeah, that's, He's the that, friendly that, trap. That's the, a terrible way the to die. Friendly, that's you can friend. also just drown them in a bucket well, of you gotta water. you got to catch that's the damn thing, yeah, but... The friendly trapper. I, I did see that, and 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 TikTok gives you tricks on everything in life. And I saw that the other day. 
yeah, they, they can't digest it and they die a terrible slow death in their we holes. Need, I need a solution for some birds. We have a bird issue here at the studio that awning under the uh, you know, on, at the front doors. Yeah, we've seen it. BB gun's a good way to start. Right, exactly. But they, they have uh, reestablished again. We got rid of them for a while, kind of sealed off that little area, and they have fought their way back in. My neighbor uh, had birds. Like making nests under their porch, and and they're they're kind of the loving type of people that don't want to hurt birds. I have a BB gun for said <laughs> problems, so they hung rubber snakes. Oh, so <laughs> it scares the crap out of everybody. You walk under the their birds. porch, there's rubber snakes hanging down over your head. <laughs> birds probably have no problem with it, but anybody <laughs> delivering a package freaks out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking that, news. Make that make that phone call, will you? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Make that phone call. Um, Anyway, he also had he had remedies for getting raccoons out of your chimneys, all kinds of things. Whether they work or not, I don't know. Um, we had some raccoons, and we had to hire a guy to trap them early on. Yeah, there was rac- there were raccoons in our attic. That's a problem above our bedroom. And we came to the cabin one time, and there's a hole in our ceiling in the bedroom because I blocked the hole from the outside where they were getting in, and with two by fours, thinking they were already gone. Well, they weren't, they weren't gone. They were still in there. They couldn't get out when I blocked it with two-by-fours. <laughs> so then they were angry. Oh, yeah. They ripped off the vent on the side of my house to go in, into the attic and oh. raise babies. So they had no place to go except through my ceiling. And when I saw about an inch and a half hole in my ceiling, I realized, I better call somebody. And uh, we did all kinds of things. We put live music. They didn't like rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. and, you just blast and, Metallica? Yeah, and all kinds like of things. Like the Taliban when yeah, they play yeah. loud music the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Was that Kelly, Kelly's Heroes? Yeah. Ever see the movies Kelly's Heroes? <laughs> yes. Yeah, God, that's what it was all about. That's pretty funny stuff. Um, anyway, so that'd be kind of fun from the friendly... Tr- I've got a... So I bought, some, I bought some chemicals. I forget what it exactly is. It's a spray. And it lasts a long time. It lasts for two or three months. If you, but you, and you, it does support, apparently kill all the carpenter ants because if they walk through it all of it's going to go into the mm-hmm. the big nest and the queen and everybody dies but we're going to find out because those trees are huge and um one's going to be coming down soon or it's going to be taken down for about two thousand three thousand dollars what do you got there brandon anybody um they're they're <coughs> grabbing them right now i do have the the line open i don't know if ethan's on you can try them see what's up do i i don't have his i got him on like talk oh hi how you doing Mama, are you there? Tara, yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear her, Brandon. I can hear her. <clears throat> hey, this is a live radio. Come on, kid, I got five minutes before a commercial break. Just about that. Anyway, so what does it hey, cost? Hey, he's coming off of a pretty One big second. high. One second, just coming out yeah. off the field. I'm going to talk to him real quick. I'm a very important person, you understand that. <laughs> Well, uh, so is he. He just threw a no-hitter. Yeah, I know. Are you going to take a number? Oh, is this after game or what? This is after the game, yeah. Okay. yeah. What does it cost to take down a big, big tree like that? This has to be... Are you there? Ethan? Yeah. Young man, congrats. See, I must be good luck, right? Nice job, yeah. kid. Nice job. Thank you. Ethan Brown from Chetek, Minnesota, threw a no-hitter Wisconsin. today. Wisconsin, yep. Oh, Chetek, Wisconsin. Well, he's, he's, a, he's part-time Minnesotan right now, but <laughs> congratulations, You threw kid. a no-hitter? He threw a no-hitter, pal. Is that, that's seven innings, right? You shut him up for seven innings. Yeah, no-hitter. Did you, six innings. We run-ruled we run him. All right, did you... Um, were there, was there ever a chance where it was close? Did someone make a good play? Did someone get almost there, get a hit? There were definitely a few decent chances for them to get one, but our fielders made good plays on them. So. Well, now you got to see the rule is you got to take them out for dinner. That's how that works. So uh, yeah. 
So next time you got to make sure someone gets at least one hit and save yourself some money. But congratulations, yeah. kid. Uh, I, I promise you I'm going to come watch you sometime this summer as well. It was nice to meet you and, and, and mom and dad. Uh, congratulations nice to, to, the, to you guys. And uh, celebrate, young man, and I'll see you again in a week or two, and I'll come watch you play ball again, all right? All right. You take care. Congrats. Hey, call, you got your agent later. <laughs> oh, he, awesome. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Uh, what do you got? You got something, Mark? Um, we should probably talk about uh, Capper's Grand reopening is this coming Saturday, um, June 17th, with an amazing host, Steve Struzinski. I'll be on stage. I'll be I'll be welcoming people and just BSing and, and lying about my sex life. That's what I'm going to be doing. So uh, just a reminder, Saturday, June 17th, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. with live music by Hitchville, which is a great band. You You've aren't done some kidding, research boy. on them recently. Yeah. That's why you're a good host. You you found out Hitchville's playing, then you listen to their music. I and try to go out find them. Do. Yeah. And I've heard them before. I've heard I've seen them live before. They're really, really good. Uh, free food and drinks, uh, beer for the first 250 people from Route 65 starting at 11 a.m. All day store specials. It's at 8565 Central Avenue Northeast in Blaine. $10,000 plus in free prizes. If you love the outdoors at all and like free stuff, stop at Capra's Saturday according to, to, uh, based on these hours. Uh, patronize Sam, Capra's Sporting Goods. He's a good friend of ours, of course, ex-co-host of the Four Outdoorsmen. But I tell you what, this is so open-ended. I'm concerned. Where is he going to put everybody when they start coming here to park? I don't know. I'm sure he'll figure it out. You think? I think they They better... have a really long frontage road in front of them. That probably yeah, I do. helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that show up, get some, get some drinks, get some beer, lots of great deals. Have about ten beers and then buy a gun. Right? There's gonna be a, yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of door prizes, a lot of giveaways, a lot of raffles and whatnot. A lot of vendors are going to be there as well. Some of the gentlemen who uh, and ladies who have materials and products in Capper's Outdoors. That's Saturday, this coming Saturday, Capper's and Blaine. What time is it again, Mark? Uh, one second here. 11 o'clock. It starts at 9 a.m. and right. ends at 7 p.m. Well, it's a long day. It'll be a lot of fun. Let's hope yeah. it does. Let's pray to God. Now, we need rain. Let's hope it doesn't rain on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't rain for a month, yeah, and then yeah. it just pours on Saturday. Uh, we have one quick shout-out here. I wanted to give a shout-out to Vicki Prohl, whose uh, daughter caught her first bass in, in our comment section on our shout-out. Thank you for sending that picture in. She looks very happy. Congratulations, Vicki. Hey, let's get to our first guest. Y'all set with this, Brandon? Well, we need... We need to take a break first. I know. All right, let's do it. We're going to go talk to Michael Harrow with Bullfest up in Superior, Wisconsin. This is a pretty big deal. Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. If you're an angler, Devil's Lake speaks for itself. Big fish and a lot of fish. But the entire town is filled to the brim with fun all year round. There's weekly movies and concerts in the park. Early June brings the Devil's Run Classic Car Show. You can take a chance at Spirit Lake Casino or be part of the 47th Chamber Team Walleye Tourney on June 23rd. And if you like hiking trails or a great restaurant or a round of golf, <laughs> Devil's Lake, baby. DevilsLakeND.com. And thanks. Sam here with Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine, Minnesota, and I would like to personally invite you and your family to our grand reopening on Saturday, June 17th. 
You won't want to miss the deals going on inside. Come meet industry reps and celebrities, including Pat Nicole from Driven TV. Free food and beer from Route 65 for the first 250 people. $10,000 in free prizes. Fun stuff for the kids. And live music from Hitchville. Doors open at 9, food starts at 11, and music at 3. Come join the fun with Cappers and Blaine on June 17th from 9 to 7. We'll see you there. Hey, Lake Plantagenet is a fisherman's paradise and home to Balsam Beach Resort just five miles south of Bemidji. Balsam Beach is the exclusive resort on the lake and is a perfect Minnesota destination for multi-fishing limits, RV camping, ATV travel, or simply relaxing with your family in a remote natural setting. The boys and I visit every year. In every trip, our families enjoy all of the amenities this award-winning resort has to offer. Beautiful resort, wonderful hosts, great fishing, and that's BalsamBeachResort.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details. Lancaster's Summer Extravaganza, presented by Burkhan Outdoors, is celebrating its 7th annual event September 14th through the 16th on the Winstock Grounds near Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up the ice house and join the party. Tickets and information at LancasterSummerFest.com. This is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. Men, you fought hard for the role that you play in your children's lives. This Father's Day, Cordell & Cordell celebrates you the entire month of June. Join us every Friday for our live webinar series, Father's Fridays. There you'll receive much useful information from our panel of speakers. To register, go to CordellCordell.com slash Father's Day. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Experiencing an injury or illness? Wondering if you'll be able to keep your job or when you can return to work? The Minnesota Retain program may be able to help. Participants may qualify for free support from experts who can guide you through the next steps to get you back to work quickly and safely. Visit mnretain.com or call 507-284-4537 to learn more. Minnesota Retain is fully funded under a grant awarded by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration. This message is brought to you by Minnesota Retain, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. All right, we're back, everybody. Four outdoorsmen, true man here, Lukey. Brandon behind the glass. Make sure you guys stick around because 7 o'clock we got the uh, Real Talk Outdoors. And uh, 
We, uh, you, lot, you learn a lot more there, but we laugh a lot here. I'll tell you what, we must have Mark O'Mara or Mark O'Hara on the, on the phone Mike. right now. Or, well, that's Mike. I, who's Mark? Mark, Mark, O'Hara's a, Mark O'Mara's a golfer. <laughs> Are you a golfer, Mike? That, that only happened today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, did you shoot around a golf today? Yeah, we just got out to golf today up in, uh, you know, northern Minnesota. It's a little bit different kind of temperature than you have down there. Yeah, was it uh, – I, I know there's a lot of great golf courses out there. This is uh, Michael here with, with Bowfest, and they're putting a, a big, big festival here coming up in about a month or so. What was these – what golf course did you golf? I know they're beautiful up there. There's so many hills. Well, we, we enjoyed today on the Magic Golf Course over in Superior, Wisconsin. Boy, that just sounds like fun, man. You know, just being outside and uh, just – Boy, it was chilly during the day here. Was it cold up there? Um, you know, we got the we got the lake, the permanent air conditioner, so yep. we're sitting at about sixty Perfect. degrees up here. That's not bad. Not bad. Well, I'll tell you what, hey Mike, tell us about your background. I know you're involved with Bullfest right now, but you didn't grow up saying, "Well, when I grow up, I want to help run a festival in in northern Wisconsin." What is your background? Uh, well, I've been here at the resort for 11 years, so I guess that's my new background is the development of uh, what was formerly just a ski hill into a a, uh, a four-season uh, recreational facility. So we have uh, permanent lodging, cabins, campground, RV park, um, water park, uh, things for the whole family to do. And then if uh, anybody who's familiar with Montalac, we've been a ski hill actually since 1948. Wow. Boy, I tell you, that's a good idea to uh, use your facilities and land and have something to do all year round. You know, I, I wonder why more places don't do that kind of thing, but that, kudos to you guys for developing that. Yeah, well, thank you. That was my buddy Mark Lukey. He's been doing the show with me for nine years uh, since the beginning. Our buddy Sam, uh, who was one of our, our hosts until about two weeks ago, he, his family just bought Capra Sporting Goods here in the Twin Cities. He's got four kids. He's running a sporting goods store, and he thinks he's just too busy to be with us on Sundays. I understand. <laughs> he thinks Sundays should be with families. Where's his priorities? But uh, So you got us. Hey, let's talk about Bullfest. We talked with Tom Cat a couple of years ago about uh, maybe two or three years ago when this thing first started, and you guys have gone from how many people did you have the first year, and what year was that at Bullfest in, in uh, Superior area? Oh, well, it, it became Bowfest back in probably 2017. Right. Uh, 2018 is the first time it went on the, on the map with a 60-target uh, a 60, 60 uh, 3D course, uh, Aaron Lewis. And, uh, and so it's, it's a lot more similar to like a festival that everybody probably in Minnesota and Wisconsin uh, are familiar with. We've got archery and vendors all day, and then we kind of retire to the night with uh, – Food and beverage and live music with various bands that we've brought in over the years. So um, it goes from 7 a.m. to about midnight. <laughs> that sounds fun. Now, it's a couple of days. Is it a two- or three-day deal or just it's a two- or three-day deal, right? Yeah. So our uh, so the event for the public, basically, uh, it would start Thursday at 7 a.m. with uh, all of the archery uh, uh, items and then uh, so we've got a vendor village we've got food court and then you go out and you shoot the courses all day long wherever you want to go food beverages going on and then of course in the evening um, we throw down with uh, a bunch of various music acts Thursday Friday and Saturday night so you got three hours of music at night to party with and you can uh, 
uh, hone your skills in, in the archery industry um, all day all day long. You can compare your, your skills before you party and after you party. That's what you should <laughs> yeah. do, yeah. Mark's got a question. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So is it, uh, is it an actual competition, or is it just uh, go through the course and shoot and have a great time? Um, I call it like a light competition. So you want to you wanna compare scores with your friends, and we do keep scores. Um, but ultimately, the entire event is driven um, with fun. You know, it's bettering yourself as an archer and spending time in the, uh, with those in the industry. Um, there is no competition as far as you're a winner or you're a loser. It's all about having fun uh, in the outdoors and then focusing uh, on your archery skills during the day. In fact, not even during the day because we have uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday night. Um, it's limited, but we have night archery, so a night shoot where you use lighted knocks. Cool. Um, and we and you shoot uh, a various course. You sign up for that, and you can shoot that until about midnight. So um, you got lighting to make sure that you don't get lost, but uh, um, you can shoot uh, shoot your bow pretty much from 7 a.m. to about midnight. Uh, I was recently fortunate enough to go to ATA this year, and boy, they have some cool things in 3D archery. What do you have any uh, really interesting and, and funny kind of targets to shoot at this year? Uh, well, if anybody shot a seven foot tall Easter bunny, that's out there. <laughs> um, uh, Bigfoot's that out there. Bigfoot's out there. We've got, uh, I think, an eight foot peacock bass from the amazon that's out there at our uh, our marina so um you've got uh, the say the woods and the water so uh we've got the standard targets you're going to shoot the bighorn ram uh through the predators like the cougar um bighorn sheep uh plenty of tail uh african animals we've got a safari hunt we've got uh, the amazon run and uh um, and then, of course, we've got kind of the novelty shoot, I guess, if you want to call it that. But you find all your eggs in Easter, you can you can uh, retaliate here at Bullfest. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I tell you, we're talking with uh, uh, Michael Hera with Bullfest, uh, the resort, I guess, called a Montalac Resort in Superior, Wisconsin. Correct? Is that about right? Yes, sir. That's right. where we're at. We're, we're right there across the, the river from Duluth, Minnesota. Right. Does anybody... If, do you have bows and arrows that people can use? Is there anyone teaching or doing any seminars, or are there vendors there? Oh, well, we're full of vendors. Right. So Seals is our number one vendor here on site that has everything. Um, not not just from not just apparel, but they've got uh, they've got the skill set here to customize your and cut your arrows if you need more arrows. Um, there's there's a lot of vendors here that are here and all support the straight up the archery industry. So that's that's how Bullfest started, uh, as just a grassroots, organic, um, let's take archery, make it fun, and try to expose it to as many people as we could, and then add the family component at night. So bring bring your wife and bring your kids. We've got a, a full-service beach and water park oh boy. Um, that is usable all day long. We've got slides, all the amenities that you would think of coming kind of from a resort aspect. And then we've got uh, archery all day from a 100-yard range um, all the way down to um, the six 
uh, uh, courses that you go shoot that have the various targets that we discussed, and a, and a fully operational marina. So if you want to jump on a pontoon boat and take the family for uh, for a ride all the way down to Duluth and Lake Superior, uh, you can get there from here, no problem. Boy, Mike, that sounds like so much fun. How do you charge for something like this? Is there an, an, Do you have an admission charge, or is there a charge for each doing each event as well? How do you do that? Yeah, it's astronomical. It's ninety nine dollars. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That 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 covers the event for the full four days. So oh. you can arrive Thursday morning um, and do what you want to do for four days for a hundred bucks. That's the music. That's wow. the vendor world. That's the archery courses. Um, we've got uh, lodging arrangements with various hotels in town. Uh, the resort, unfortunately, is pretty close to sold out, but we have. Uh, blocks of rooms at the Black Bear Casino and the Radisson Duluth. We have shuttles that run back and forth. Um, and then, you know, the, otherwise, you know, come up, visit your friends and family, and then and then come spend a day or two at Monolite. Boy, it just sounds like too much fun. How far away? Now, you mentioned Black Bear Casino, which is in Cloquet, Minnesota. Uh, we, yeah. we, I got a hunting shack up in Ely, Minnesota, so I'm through there all the time. How far is your place from from Black Bear, let's say? Say, Black Bear, we're about 17 miles, and we're 17 miles from Lake Avenue in Duluth. Jeepers, creepers. And you have shuttles going back and forth from both, to back and forth to both locations. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yes. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, we've got shuttles that, that hit the hotels. We also have $10 parking with the Lake Superior College, which is four miles away, and that includes your all-day, we have uh, uh, school buses that run, five school buses, here from Voyager Bus Company that run between the resort and the parking. So you can park there if if we're full here on site, which is inevitable by mid-morning. We're just, you know, we're 500 acres, but we're only so flat because we're a ski hill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we've, got, we've got parking available for $10. That includes your, you know, jumping on the bus and going back and forth as many times as you need, four miles away. Um, and that runs uh, the, during the entire event. I think it goes to 1 a.m. So oh. you can get back to your vehicle if, if uh, parking is uh, completely filled up here at the resort. This sounds like too much fun. Mike O'Hara with Bullfest up there in Superior, Wisconsin. How, uh, how has this grown? You've been there since you, this thing started in 2017, give or take. So you helped give this baby birth. How has it grown in the last six years? Uh, hundreds of percent. So... I think the first year we were uh, right around 189 um, archers and attendees, and we were pretty excited about that. Um, now we're running about 3,500 people wow. per day through the event. Is that too many? Can you handle all that? Pardon me? Can you handle all of that 30? comfortably? Yeah, that's that has not been a problem. We, uh, we've got great music at night. We also have people who just buy music tickets. Hey, maybe you're not sure if you're... You're in the archery uh, um, realm yet. Uh, you want to come check it out, visit the vendor area, and then just have some live music. That goes on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and those tickets are available separately uh, if you just want to come and hit the music. Well, I tell you what, it's God, this sounds like too much fun. I tell you, and I'm looking at the course map as well where people can hunt, and you got the Cedar Lodge, Amazon River Basin, Appalachian Trail, Western Edge. How big is that area I'm looking at on your map? Well, you're looking at uh, the, the the archery courses themselves probably occupy about 45 to 50 acres. Nice, nice. 
One more question, sir. Who do you got for music this year? Ah, well, uh, Thursday night we call it a TBA, but we have a Minnesota favorite that's playing a couple of them. Uh, we kind of keep that quiet until we uh, get the event. But uh, then we've got uh, a lot of Minneapolis bands up this year. We're kind of doing a rock tribute. So we've got uh, a Bob Seger tribute band. We've got um, the uh, uh, U2. We've got... That's okay, pal. Been... The, the Who. I'm just running. I'm trying to think of this list because it's been like a long time trying to book all of them. Yeah, so, I imagine, yeah. Um, the the we've got the who we've got um, Tom Petty Jeepers, uh, and the Heartbreakers. They're called yep. Yeah, oh yeah, there's there's about two and a half to four hours of music every single night. Plus during the day at various places on the property, we've got local bands. Good for you, buddy. I'll tell you what. Let's wrap this up, and I'll tell you what. How do people contact you to get tickets, get more information? So um, you can go to our website at uh, mdlresort.com. You can go to Bowfest, or you can call the resort directly to get your tickets at 218-626-3797. Uh, and then uh, get uh, all the information we need for you. We send you the tickets by email, and uh, you get a barcode, and you just show up uh, whenever you want. There's different options, so you can get parking at a time. You can get camping uh, ahead of time. All of the stuff that you would need if you're not here locally you can um, get that information from our guest services folks or online, and we also can help you um, get your uh, blocked hotel room directly. So we've Good. got folks there that are available for all of that. Oh, I'm in. I tell you, that's such a great idea. Bullfest. Mike, thanks for being on the Four Hour Doorsman. We'll pass the word. We'll put it on our site and all that kind of good stuff. Good luck. Have some fun. I mean, you, you worked your ass off, and uh, boy, you're gonna have some fun. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, take care. All that's right. a lot of fun, isn't it? Boy, that's, yeah. that's that sounds like a heck of a trip for $99 a day. Yeah, that's a great Gonna be right back. We've got uh, Todd Froberg with the DNR. Minnesota DNR are going to talk about the new changes in crossbow stuff. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com Sam here with Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine, Minnesota, and I would like to personally invite you and your family to our grand reopening on Saturday, June 17th. 
You won't want to miss the deals going on inside. Come meet industry reps and celebrities, including Pat Nicole from Driven TV. Free food and beer from Route 65 for the first 250 people. $10,000 in free prizes. Fun stuff for the kids. And live music from Hitchville. Doors open at 9, food starts at 11, and music at 3. Come join the fun with Cappers and Blaine on June 17th from 9 to 7. We'll see you there. Hey, Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji. Not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb, but with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court, bonfires at night, Balsam Beach Resort is a must. Patty and Clint, they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories and they're going to last a lifetime. Trust Strewman on this one. Check out BalsamBeachResort.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing belts from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details. Lancaster Summer Extravaganza, presented by Burkhan Outdoors, is celebrating its 7th annual event, September 14th through the 16th on the Winstock Grounds near Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up the ice house and join us for a weekend packed with vendors, seminars, a live trout pond, music, barbecue, and more. Check out new model ice castles from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Live music by Slamabama and Cindy Joe Music. Sponsored by AZZ Galvanizing, Cats Covers, and Security Bank and Trust. Tickets and information at LancasterSummerFest.com. All right. We're having too much fun on the four outdoorsmen, you guys. I'll tell you right now, we've got a young man named Todd Froberg. Todd Froberg's with the Minneapolis, uh, the Minnesota DNR. But, Todd, hang on just a second because our buddy Mark Lukey, who's sitting right next to me, he's got a message for the world. Yeah, so Sam called in, and he wanted me to remind everybody that Capable Partners is going to be at his grand reopening, and they're doing raffles all day. Uh, proceeds go to Capable Partners, and that's on top of all the prizes they're giving away uh, as well. So go down and support Capable Partners as well. As if it couldn't be a better event, it just got better. Yeah, uh, Todd Froberg, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine. Our friend Sam uh, Sam Oftedal and his family bought it about seven, eight months ago, and they're having a grand reopening to get the kickstart of this thing. And this coming Saturday, we love Sam. He's nuts. He's as crazy as we are. They're giving away $10,000 in door prizes. There's no admission. Uh, free beer and food for the first 250 people there. Live music for three hours, and there's going to be tons of door prizes, tons of it's, and that's at Capra Sporting Goods. So we had to make mention of that. So if you're not busy Saturday, sneak down to yeah. Capra's and have a good time. But uh, 
That, that's only a good deal. That, that store is packed full of stuff. So yeah, yes, it is. There. Yeah. And uh, until Sam took over, it hasn't been updated in 50 years, but he's, make, he's making progress. Well, he's making a lot of progress. Yeah, they're, yep. they're, they're just kicking ass, and he's a good guy, so it's fun to support him. So I respect him. Uh, Todd, thanks for joining us here with the Minnesota DNR. Tell us about your background. We're going to talk about crossbows a little bit, but what is your background? How did you get involved with Minnesota DNR? Well, I'm a lifelong Minnesotan, so um, I guess naturally I was already here. Uh, I finished my master's degree at the University of Minnesota, and I was doing some work for the Minnesota DNR, um, I guess co- coinciding at the same time I was doing my master's and then after, and then uh, doing some volunteering work uh, before my master's as well. So kind of uh, got my foot in the door there and uh, took a job actually in the outreach section doing some uh, hunter recruitment stuff, and then I got you know, farther down the road and, uh, into switched over into wildlife where I wanted to be. So uh, I guess I, I've been there since. So, you know, we still, uh, thank, we're very thankful for the DNR, not for taking care of Minnesota, but for taking care of the four outdoorsmen. We steal about half of our guests from the Minnesota DNR, you know, <laughs> so, someone's got to know what they're talking about. Got, yeah. Cause we sure the hell don't. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. I had a chance uh, to uh, go with Michelle Carstensen up in, uh, uh, Grand Marais about five years ago and do some of the moose research, which was a really, really cool deal. So uh, it's it's fun to see what you guys do. Let's talk about crossbows. There's been some changes. Explain what the changes are, would you please? Yeah, so uh, coming out of legislature this, legislature this year, um, there was a change from uh, previously. It was anyone over 60 or with a, with a doctor's uh, note could use crossbows and then uh, limited during certain seasons, so uh, youth during the youth season or during archery fire or during the firearms, you could use crossbows. But uh, this year, it's changed to allow anyone um, to to be able to use a crossbow um, during the archery season. So a you, big change. Yeah, must, it is a big change. I think Wisconsin's had theirs for quite a while. We have a cabin in Wisconsin, my wife and me, and uh, so I think that's been like that for quite some time. But you, even though you're with the Minnesota DNR and, and you guys make all the, somebody of the board members make these big decisions, I think, mm-hmm. um, you must have your own personal opinions of everything that goes on. Is this something in your favor of as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think, well, I'll start with the department's opinion. I think they're pretty indifferent on it. Um, I don't know if we've really taken a, taken a stance on crossbows. And I guess, to be honest, it really hasn't been a major discussion for the past few years. This kind of came out of the blue and, um, from the department's perspective, and I guess from my perspective, I mean, I'm a archery hunter. Um, I, <laughs> I've already, you know, uh, been fielding people's opinions and stuff <laughs> on this, and there's some strong opinions. And uh, yeah. I guess I'm, I don't know, I would say that I'm, I, I, there, I'm fairly indifferent as well. I think uh, there's some good things, and then um, I, I mean, me as, I guess I'm kind of an old school person. I, I'm maybe a little older than my age but uh i i'm i'm traditional so i i would i the the technology part kind of scares me but um we just keep trending more and more um towards technology and easier stuff so um you know a little bit of that scares me but all all in all i think there's a lot of good stuff that comes with it too yeah, so. yeah. um i have a quick question what what are the overall bow hunting numbers in the state are they is it going up rapidly or is it dwindling? Is this something that could get more people out uh, sooner? What are what are some of the benefits that could happen because of this? Yeah, well, certainly that. I mean, our, our archery numbers in general have been trending up. Um, I'm not positive on what the percentage is per year, but it has been trending up versus our, you know, overall hunter numbers have been trending downward. But 
there's been some, you know, some other states that have experienced some uh, pretty steep inclines and, in, in, uh, I guess, participation. I know in Missouri, put theirs in place, they had 30% growth in archery hunters. So that's wow. new archers that had never bought a license before. So, yep. so there is opportunity. I mean, obviously it's easier for, for people that don't have the time to, um, you know, practice with a compound or traditional recurve stuff all the time. So, I mean, it, it makes the outdoors quite a bit more accessible for, for those folks who are wanting to get out and um, deer hunt um, outside the firearm season. So um, quite a bit more opportunity. Are, um, are, are there concerns about maybe having too many deer become get, uh, being harvested with crossbow as compared to not? Is it going to help? Is it going to minimize the opportunity for rifle hunters? Yeah, I mean, I think so. We can take some, I guess, examples from some other states. So to put this in place, you mentioned Wisconsin feathers for a while, and you know that the harvest does change a little bit. It trends to earlier in the season, or there's more there's more harvest early in the season. But um, overall, harvest has not really changed much at all. I mean, maybe it's ticked up a little bit, but it's 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 not you know a, a noticeable change in in harvest and missouri's seen the same thing although there might be an increase in archery harvest overall harvest has not changed and the thing about those two states is both of them are multi-buck states so you know there's a big big carrot for people to buy both a archery license and a firearm license in those states because they have the opportunity to harvest two bucks whereas in minnesota we're a one buck state right now in most of the part in most of the states besides the southeast so um I don't know if we're going to see as big of an uptick. Uh, I think we probably will see an uptick, but I, I don't know if it's going to be, I guess, as big as uh, some of those other states where right. you can shoot a buck with both. So, you know, I, I and I guess one thing from from Wisconsin that just kind of I, I I still can't wrap my mind around it, but it kind of blows me away that fifty percent of their deer hunters buy both uh, archery license and a, a firearm license. So that's wow. a lot of hunters. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a lot. Yeah. Huh. So, and do you think that has to do with the crossbow thing, or is that just a general trend because they can get two bucks? Yeah, both. I think because they can shoot two bucks, you know, it, it incentivizes them to buy an archery license. And then, of course, you know, um, the tradition of, of firearms and just uh, the camaraderie and all that stuff. Of course, there's a lot of serious firearms hunters, too, but um, they buy a firearms license, too. So, yeah, it's uh, I would say a lot to do with the two the two bucks, but um, probably some to do with crossbows as well. I think uh, I read someplace where the, one of the reasons such uh, an uptake in, in that number you're talking about, 50% of the hunters in Wisconsin have both a, a bow license and a rifle license. I read someplace that it just gives them an opportunity to spend less time with their wives. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Just get my ass in honey. I gotta, I gotta go get. I gotta hunt. I gotta hunt. You know. So there's not a whole lot of happy marriages in place. Right now, I'm just kidding. You go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I'm just you know trying to. Personally, I think the more opportunities to get people out hunting, the better, and probably better for the whole sport overall. Um, one thing, just it seems I, I've seen some of these new crossbows, and they are incredible, right? So, I mean, they can make very accurate shots out almost you know a hundred yards. Do you think? Do you think that that changes the game as far as, you know, with traditional archery, you, you know, you want something in, you know, 30 to 50 yards probably. Uh, do you think that that changes the mortality rate or um, are people taking longer shots or how does that affect archery in general, I guess, as far as what you can harvest? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we've we've fielded some of these questions, and I'll I'll be honest, I'm not a an expert on a crossbow. I've shot right. a crossbow a few times, but just I guess from overall success in other states, there has been a slight uptick. So you know, maybe the efficacy is a little bit higher, but I would still still say, and I guess I've talked to some you know serious crossbow hunters who say. You know that's kind of overblown. Obviously, if you're yeah. if you're, I think you're still going to have to be super dialed in to know right. what you're doing to be taking these long distance shots. Clearly, I think it's a little easier to take a little bit of a you know farther shot than you are with a, a traditional recurve or compound. But um, I, I still think you're you're going to want those to be um, you know quite a bit closer shots. I, right. I mean, most people are taking shots with a with a bow in in you know closer than 45 yards and everybody right. wants those 20 yard shots i don't think that's necessarily going to change with a crossbow sure you can range it out a little bit but i think you still want those closer shots and i don't know we have this argument at my camp but um about the you know and, and I'll, I'll bring this up but that's another can of worms is the the legal firearms uh yeah. anywhere in the state but it's like i don't know where our stand selections are it doesn't really change even if you can shoot a rifle because the shot distances are going to be the same anyway. So right. I think some of it's going to be that as, as well with a crossbow. But um, sure, there are going to be people who will range it, but I don't know if it'll change it um, crazy or nothing. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, so. we're talking with Todd Froberg from the Minnesota DNR. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. I've hunted up in Ely, Minnesota my entire life. Don't do much deer hunting anymore. Probably had close to 40 deer in my life up in that area. Just off the corner of... Uh, Lake Vermilion, northeast corner of Lake Vermilion. But uh, I don't think, honestly, God, in my entire life up there, have I ever shot a deer more than 60 yards. It's all ridge and swamp, mm-hmm. ridge and swamp. If I hunted up there, I, I wouldn't need a rifle. I mean, it, it, a crossbow is lighter, easy, it, it's fun. It, you don't have to practice as much. It's very mm-hmm. effective. And if, if I hunted up there still, I probably wouldn't even use a rifle during rifle season. I just think it's... You know, and we don't have enough time right now to go out and practice and practice and practice and yeah. uh, crossbow. You, you take one lesson, learn all about it, and you can shoot 45 yards dead on. There was a lady in Bullfest a couple of years ago up in uh, um, Wisconsin, northeastern, northwestern Wisconsin. They had a competition. She shot 200 yards with a crossbow mm-hmm. right in the bullseye. Mm-hmm. She won. Wow. She won the contest out of. 30, 40, 50 guys. First time she ever shot it? 200 yards. I, I have no idea. That's, an, that's a weapon. That's, that's, as good as, that's as good as any rifle out there. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never shot a rifle over 200 yards. At a yeah, heck no. Heck no. Yeah. As a matter of fact, our buddy Sam at Capra's, he tells a story about selling a bowl this year that the retail was over $3,000. I, I, that, blow, that blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and that right there, I guess, will, uh, I think... Uh, kind of, you know, maybe taper, I guess, what our, our crossbow growth is just based on the price. I think that'll be cost inhibitive for most people to just go out and buy a crossbow in the first year. So it might take a while. It might take a few years till the change is realized of what the actual effects of it will be. So how much, how much, now you have, you, you don't hunt with a crossbow. I don't know if you know numbers or prices. What does an average crossbow cost? Any idea? Yeah, I guess I, I, was, I just I talked to a guy about that. He said he went out and priced one. Uh, he was going to think about getting one for his daughter. And uh, he's, I think he said 800 bucks, 800 to 1000 bucks by the time he was out the door. So, you know, and I don't know what that – I I wouldn't – I would not be the person to ask. But if it crossbows anything like a, a compound bowl, I mean, 
$500 is absolute minimum that you're walking out the door with, and you're more like talking 1000 to probably right. 1500 depending on what accessories you're putting on it. So, How long have you been bow hunting? Since a kid? Yeah, I've been bow hunting since I was 12. At that time, that was the legal the legal age for deer hunting in the state of Minnesota. So I still remember the first time <laughs> I was walking out to a stand, and I, uh, I was shaking so bad that my arrow <laughs> fell off my wrist. So there was an eight-pointer. So I didn't. I was not successful that time. So, But, yeah, I was 12. So <laughs> Awesome. When you were 12 years old, were you using a recurve? Uh, no, I was using uh, I was using a compound, yeah, PSE. So, yeah. You know, the um, I've, I've hunted rifle all, all the time up in Ely, Minnesota. I've I tried a, a crossbow a couple of times. I've never had an opportunity to shoot a deer just yet, but I want to. I think it'd be a good experience, mm-hmm. and it's the best time of the year, September and October, the yeah. best time of the year. But when some of my buddies, when I used to work with at Fisher Nut Company, they were all bull hunters. I says, come on to the hunting shack. The Polish Palace in Ely, Minnesota. We all went up there. I bought a recurve at Buona's Archery, which was at that time a bowling alley on Arcade Street. <laughs> and I bought a recurve with and three arrows for $35. And this guy gave me about a 15-minute lesson. Um, and I know nothing about archery. They're the kind of arrows that you, you put razor blades in the end and you screw it on. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And there was one time I did hit a deer. I hit a running deer my first shot, and I thought this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> and I had about a dozen shots after that, and never had a chance. But there was a time when I was coming back from back then. You could not get a two deer, one of that yeah. kind of. And I didn't get a deer bull hunting. That's fine because the next couple of days I'll be rifle hunting. And I'm walking back to the hunting shack. I got the bull in my hand. I saw a beautiful doe, not more than 35 yards broadside to me. I slowly got down on my knee. I pulled back. And there was no tip on my arrow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the hell it went. It flew off. It fell off somehow. I don't know. I'm, that deer must have known. I think I'm you, stupid Polak. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just fun being in the woods. And if it takes a crossbow to get more people in the woods, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. I right, tell you what. Thanks thanks for all you do, young man. And and uh, it'll be interesting to see the numbers in the next year or so about how many people buy crossbows, how many are hunting as compared to uh, 2022 and whatnot and i'm sure those mm-hmm. numbers you guys are going to do some research i'm sure yep yeah we're, we're kind of exploring there right now of the best way to to assess that of whether that's a separate license which we're not leaning towards it just adds to license complexity so yeah, i don't know yeah. if there's going to be a, a a registration piece to it or um some type of uh, authorization crossbow authorization for those who are going to be using crossbows or and and likely we'll probably uh team this with a, a postseason uh hunter survey archery hunter survey yeah. to see how many people are using them so so yeah but i agree i think uh the amount you know the other states have seen an uptick in youth and then uh, there's been a, a change in um uh female archery hunters who are using uh crossbows versus compound right. or traditional archery so yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a, between between youth and older hunters. I think there'll be an uptick, and like you say, it uh, gets people out at, at a, a time in the woods that's that's exciting to be there. So, a uh, great time to be out. I'll but, tell yeah. you what, Todd Froberg with the Minnesota DNR. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Thanks to all you guys who are and ladies with the DNR because it's not an easy job. You take a lot of crap for things you don't deserve, and and uh, we really do appreciate everything you guys do. So. Uh, Thank you for doing all of that. Thank you for being on the Four Outdoorsman. We're looking forward to seeing results of this as well. And you have a safe hunt yourself this this fall, all right? Yeah, you're the greatest too. We'll talk to you later. All right, take care, Ted. You bet. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Four Outdoorsman. We had uh, Mike O'Hara, I believe his name is, with uh, Bowfest and... uh, 
We had Ethan, who threw a no-hitter. Congrats again, young man. And Todd Froberg from Minnesota DNR. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Have a great week. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.